You ready? It's about that time. You're listening to Hoop Waves with Marlena Rodriguez. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hoop Waves. I know it's been a while, but I am so excited. And also, if you can't tell, I'm a bit sick. Um, I'm getting over a cold, but I'm still we're still hustling, okay? But I'm so excited today because I have someone that's done so much, so many things in the basketball world, um, and is like so young and has such a such a great career ahead of them. And they're from he's from the JBA, which is so exciting. Please welcome Jarrell Springer, everyone. Welcome, Jarrell. Hey, how, how you doing? <laughs> so excited! Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. Um, well, if no one knows who Jarrell Springer is, no one who, no one follows you, can you give them like a little feedback of who you are? Maybe your age will help and what, what sport you play, or obviously I said JBA. Hello. He plays basketball, everybody. Of course, the title of this podcast is Hoop Waves. We love basketball here. So, (laughs) but yeah, just give them like a little background of you. Okay. Uh, I'm Jarrell Springer. I'm from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I'm a professional basketball player. I'm heading to April now. Um, I've been I traveled to was it 16 different countries? I know we're we're gonna ta- we're gonna dive all into that, which is so exciting. I love that. Go ahead. Yeah, we um, traveled to 16 different countries in about three months. I've uh, been everywhere in the United States, and yeah, play basketball. Yeah, yeah. And how old are you? Are you? Uh, Do everything, collect shoes. Um, 19. 19. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're – oh, my God. That just – by the way, I'm 24, and I get, like – I'm so, so jealous that you've done all of these things because people <laughs> literally save their money to, like, just go to Vegas yeah. or just go to, like, to some state. But you've gone to countries, which is unbelievable. So yeah, kudos to you and – of course, you work hard for that, so you deserve right. it all. But um, but yeah. So talk about your journey. Like, how did you start playing basketball? Uh, I started playing basketball like seriously, probably in high school, like taking it serious, like to where I knew what I wanted to do in life. Yeah. But I kind of like picked it up around like fifth grade. I started picking it up because uh, one day I was playing with my cousins, and um, they're high, they was in high school or no, they was in middle school around this time. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, I don't know, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade, you know. We were playing uh, two-on-two maybe. And uh, it was me and my cousin versus uh, him and his friends. And I just remember us playing uh, two-on-two when the game was just so competitive. Like, we were all talking trash. And this <laughs> gave me, like, a rush. I was like, oh, I like this. And, yeah. Uh, I went to their practice later on. And, like, it was just so, like, it was just so aggressive. And, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just, like, so – it just it just like drew you in, huh? Yeah, it was just so exciting because I'm like they really arguing over that, like they ain't even a big deal with basketball. Yeah. They was arguing over, and I'm like, this this is so fun. So um, I picked it up from there, playing then, with them in the front yard. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So I also played basketball, of course. I'm not a professional basketball player like you. Um. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the sport. Um, it's, it's also great for, I'm sure you know that you see a whole bunch of kids around the world globally since you've yeah. gone to so many that they just do it for fun. It like, it makes them, it's, yeah, just, it's yeah. so joyful to play. Right. Yeah. People are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, like a, some people, you know, it's like a relief for them, you know, like a stress exactly, relief. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody has different reasons to plan it. 
Yeah. And it brings people together too. So like, that's, it's not just like, obviously everyone thinks of basketball, like, oh yeah, it's the NBA. Like, no, there's like people, like communities just doing it on the side. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome that, that, that's how you got into it. So, but yeah, so obviously I, I love basketball. Um, I've said this before on the podcast, but I haven't told you, so I'm an only child. So obviously uh-huh. I had to like dive into sports. My parents, they had, they just threw me into everything. I did, I did flag football. I was the only girl and yeah, that was super fun. I did soccer. I did karate a little bit, but not too much. But yeah, I did like volleyball. I tried, I tried that too. What, karate? <laughs> yeah, I tried karate. It wasn't funny. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I'm going to stick to like. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to stick to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried the other sports, but. I yeah, did, I, I, football, I tried football, but it just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was good at it, though. I, you feel me? I could have been elite for football. But yeah. Like, but yeah, I was good at it. But just, basketball just made me, it's just something about basketball. It just made me want to play basketball so much, like every day, all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, if somebody asked me, I probably would never turn it down and be like, no, unless I have to. Yeah, only if you ha- only if there's like, God forbid, an injury or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, knock on wood. I just knocked on wood, don't worry. Um. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yeah, I love, I love that I've tried everything, but, but yeah, my parents were never into sports, so I kind of just got into it myself, and oh, that yeah. was, yeah, that was kind of like my home, like, even people, like, around me, we, we wouldn't even know each other, but we knew how to, like, communicate with basketball, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, my, my parents didn't play sports, but we, uh, they were really supportive, so. Yeah, kinda- that's, that's it another. felt like they played yeah, exactly. They played through you, which is like what my parents yeah, have told exactly. me. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, um, how tall are you again? Because obviously, I follow you on Instagram, and you look pretty tall. Yeah, uh, six five. <laughs> six five. Okay. Yes, everyone. Yeah. He is six foot five inches. Yes, he is a tall man. Um, <laughs> but, but so, can you describe like your style of play? Uh yes, uh I kind of play uh like a Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if anybody out there knows Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah, they I'm they a, know who Kawhi I'm Leonard like, is. <laughs> I'm um guy that'll do anything to win. So if I gotta go score fifty or sixty, then I do that. If I gotta go score five or zero, I do that. It just takes whatever it takes to win. Yeah, if, that if is. I go a game, yeah. If I go a game where I gotta score ten or zero points and we still win, I'm happy with that. Awesome, that's a really good mindset because not. Obviously, you know from being – I'm pretty sure you've been on many basketball teams, and not yeah. everyone has that mentality. Like, a coach can tell you, but you have to find that in like inside yourself, huh? Yeah, and that's the thing, though. The teams I did play on, uh, the teams that were successful, were the teams that, that drew into that. Like, we didn't we, – nobody really cared who scored. Nobody cared yeah. who, who getting approached after a game for an interview. Nobody really cared about the outside. We all we cared about was winning. And if it takes everybody to score two points, then we'll do that instead of one – yeah exactly that's awesome that's awesome that you already know that it's like again you're 19 but you've experienced like a 30 year old so yeah (laughs) but but yeah that's awesome that you say that that you don't need to be like I guess you you don't have to show big all the time you know you don't have to be yeah like you you could do the detail stuff that's hidden that's not in the stat sheet and people come on they appreciate it yeah, they even if the audience doesn't, or if I say the crowd or people that only focuses on analytics and the stats, 
your teammates yeah. and everyone that supports you will see that you're like hustling. Yeah, I had a guy on my team. Well, it's not even not a guy. I mean, it's like we're family. It's my family member. We played yeah. uh, club basketball when we were in uh, high school. Uh huh. And uh, he he literally didn't score no points. He was like five eleven. He had to guard dudes that six foot seven, and he just he just did the the grimy stuff for us. And he yeah. Didn't really scored. He didn't even score. I don't even think he averaged three points. And he still was like, you know, one of the pieces we need. Like, if, if he wasn't at the game, we would feel his presence. Yeah, totally. I've I've been on teams that, yeah, that like some travel ball teams I've been on. Um, yeah, a certain player that wasn't there, you would feel that something's missing. Like, everyone's yeah, a part missing. of a type of puzzle, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's that's awesome that you realize that. And, and another time referencing the nba like the players of who you are and stuff i i think of you like the mindset of a draymond green do you yeah. do you agree with uh, that yeah. I, I like him yeah i like his mentality yeah yeah draymond I, green even though, everybody, even though everybody hate him but i like his mentality i know Every, everybody hates everybody everyone hates lebron yeah <laughs> he's not the only one don't worry you're in a you're in a crowd full of really good really good elite mentality men- mental people so <laughs> yeah don't worry about that keep doing you Appreciate but um but yeah so it sounds like you've accomplished so much on the floor where you you discussed a little bit about the JBA but is there anything like personal or like per- in your career that you've accomplished like off the court um that I felt what like proud yeah, yeah. Like you felt like okay, I did this and I made it happen. Uh, probably, probably when I, uh, probably when I made the overseas teams. Like the JBA was cool and like making that, but I didn't really feel like I did anything yet. Okay. But when I made the overseas team, even though it's still a part of the JBA, it just felt more accomplished. Like because I now I'm going across the waters that people like you know they save up their whole lifetime just to go to right. one country and be there for a couple of days or a week. I was uh-huh. in uh, 15 different countries in three months. Like Everybody can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't really say that. Or if they can't say that, they probably was in the military or the army or something. Yeah. But being like uh, basketball yeah. and a sport, you don't hear that all the time or you don't really have that privilege. Pri- yeah. So, but that's awesome that you've done that. And so I want to know from playing in the JBA. We'll discuss more about that, but what was the first thing did you like the first thing you bought? Um, when I played in the JBA? Yeah. Did you like buy something that you've like you're like, okay, when I get my paycheck or I'm gonna buy this. Or I'm gonna save uh, up for this or because <laughs> I, I hear I, players um, Oh go ahead, go ahead. I I kinda got everything I I want. Well not like everything I want, but all the, the the little stuff like some people went and bought like chains or went yeah. and bought uh bought uh shoe or car like I, I bought something like I already have like I already have the car I really want in life and uh I got a lot of shoes I got a lot, I'm really into shoes and fashion and I already got, I already got like the little stuff like chain I already have that stuff but um <clears throat> I don't really have I didn't really buy nothing like okay. where I can tell you I, I bought this. Yeah, I know. Like, I've heard some people be like, oh, I bought Louis Vuitton shoes. I got a Louis Vuitton yeah. bag or I bought my mom a house. I don't know. I'm just going off with, like, NBA rookies say, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's good that you, like, it doesn't, you, 
I shouldn't say you don't need a lot, but like you, you, you know, like the things you have are valuable. Yeah. Enough. And you sound like a family guy too. So that's oh, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You're a full-time family guy. Yeah. Full-time. Yeah. I, like, I love my family. Yeah. Yeah. It really sounds like you guys are really connected from like what you've said about them and supporting you and everything. Yeah, they are, they're very supportive from, from my mom all the way to my grandma to my sisters, my nieces and nephews. Awesome. That's amazing. So fast forward, go bring us through the process of the whole JBA League and how you heard about it and how like the tryouts were and everything. Uh, I heard about it like a year before it really came into play. I heard... Uh, well, my dad had heard about it, and he just told me, like, that'd be cool, something to go into. And like, I was like, yeah, it would. That'd be dope. Because I really like uh, – LeVar is probably one of the only persons – well, people I probably um, – if I seen him in public, I ask for a picture and stop, like, for an autograph and all that. Yeah. That's probably the only person, like, on the planet right now that I, I would, would probably do that to. Okay. But um, when he said that, I was just like, that'd be dope to be around LeVar, just to see LeVar, just and that. Mm-hmm. And I was still thinking about college, but then when – uh. Fast forward to like, I think it was March, April. It was around April, May. And I heard they were doing tryouts. And my boy, um, Ezekiel Crawford from Las Vegas, he made the LA team. And um, I just asked him like, what went through? Like, what was the process of the uh, tryout? This and that. And he was telling me like, we did this, we did that. And um, I'm like, that's so like, it's easy to me. It just came like, it was easy to me. So I'm like, I gotta go to the tryout. Yeah. And then my brother uh, looked up all the teams and like what, where they play and how much they get paid and just every, just every little detail about the JBA. Got I, it. I just like every little detail about it. And I went to the tryout in um, Houston, Texas because my um, uncle stayed in Houston, Texas. Uh-huh. And I think I was, the trial started at like, I want to say like 10, started at 10. There was a lot of people. Oh, and really? A lot of people I, showed up, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that got turned down because they were too old. Yeah. But um, during the tryout, I just was, I wasn't trying to do too much. I wasn't trying to do too, like, do too less. And mm-hmm. um, I just kind of showed out a little bit. I just showed that I was a team player. I wasn't really, like I told you in the beginning of the podcast, I just told you I was like a team player. Mm-hmm. And that's really how, that's what got me on the team. From talking on defense, talking, communicating, playing team ball. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's what, that's what got me on the team. Cool. See, everyone, kids, if you're listening, you don't need to be the big Showtime player. I'm just going to throw an example. You don't need to be Mellow Ball, okay, guys? You don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be the Ball Brothers, okay, to show out. But, yeah, you just need to, again, communication. I Like, I've said this to so many people that basketball or even more general, like broad, broad terms, sports, like – their life lessons it's crazy yeah it's crazy that you can that you because you need to communicate just like in like maybe a nine to five regular nine to five job or like an accounting position or just like any you need to interact with people and yeah and sports that'll get you far yeah yeah totally i totally agree with you but that's that's awesome that you did like the little bits and like probably people in your tryout and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that some people were going one-on-one. I would think, like, a lot to try to get buckets. 
Yeah, those, those are the people that got uh, kind of ratted out first. Uh-huh. Like, coaches like quick to turn it back. Like it's not about you, you know. Yeah. You got another seven players that was on your team. You know, you gotta worry about and the coaches. Like it's a team game, so if you're really going in trying to be one on one, score every point, that's really not gonna get it. I mean, it's cool you could do that, but it, it's more basketball more than you scoring uh, every point when you come down the floor. Yeah. And your teammates don't like that because the game get boring for them. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not. It's again, it's not fun. It it won't be any fun anymore if like one person is like ball hogging it. Yeah, just ball hogging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I I actually thought of the, your story of like I don't know why it, maybe it being the JBA I thought it was gonna be like a more intense like, oh yeah, and I had to like, go back and do this and that and Lavar did this and that, but it sounded like it was really like. Like a casual, like okay, I'm gonna go try out. I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna hear it back, right? Oh no, no. Are you talking about for the tryout? He wasn't. He wasn't at my tryout. Oh no. Oh, he didn't go to um all the tryouts. No, he went to uh just one or two, I think. Oh okay. Oh so okay so fast forward. Your what team? What ballers team were you on? Uh, Seattle. Seattle championship. Yeah, I I I I saw that. Okay, I saw that, and I thought, and I was like, okay, I need that guy on my podcast. I need to find out who he is. <laughs> I need to do my little research, get a bio of him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you played. You again. I noticed on your game that you um you do the small things, which gets you very far, and a lot of people don't do. Again, yeah. like people, you need to all the basketball people out there. The details matter. It's not just about the X's and O's. Yeah, exactly. But um, but that's but that's awesome that you. So okay, so you told me that you're from Las Vegas, Nevada, correct? Yeah. Okay, so how did you get placed on the Seattle Ballers team? Uh, when I made the Houston team, another one played right now. When I made the Houston team, uh, I didn't call me. He asked me like, uh. Basically, gave me an option for uh-huh. the team. I think it was, he asked me that one play on L.A., um, Chicago, Seattle, or uh, Houston still. And, like, he just told me, like, oh, Seattle got a big, he's 6'10", this and that. And then he told me um, for L.A., they got Melo. And Chicago, he told me they got a Tito, Tito Brown. Right. And, um, I, just, I just looked around, and I'm like, and then, oh, then he told me to coach for um, Seattle. He said he's uh, he's from California, but uh, he coaches in Vegas. And oh. He said the coach, the coach uh, was Charles O'Bannon. I actually know Charles O'Bannon personally, so I really want to be on the Charles O'Bannon wing. Um, that's what really brought me to Seattle with him. Okay, yeah, because if you wouldn't have known, I would think that, well, obviously, I think more airtime and more eyes would be on the L.A. Ballers just because Mello and yeah. Jello are on there, you know? But then again, yeah, and that, and that, that was the thing though. I just didn't want to go to LA because I I didn't want that. Like yeah. don't get me wrong, that's my like those are my brothers now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still I still I love them to death, but it's like they got a uh, they already have a name. I didn't have a name going in, so it's like I wanted to prove my name a little bit. Right, which I, it totally makes sense because like some people might think like okay, Mellow and Jello, I want to be on their team. They're super yeah. hype. They're super popular. We're gonna win all the time. Like it's exactly. gonna be super easy, right? Yeah, that that and that's the thing. I just I didn't want that. Yeah, 
And then again, you're like how you said you didn't want that because because you don't have a name for yourself because people who play with them, all eyes are on those two players. Yeah, there's no like nothing else matters. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was a really smart decision on your point. So kudos for you. Yeah, but it was, it was cool playing with them. Yeah. All you got. Yeah, because in the end, you still played with them overseas and during the yeah. international oh, tour. Yeah. yeah. So so how did you know about the – is it the JBA All-Stars? Is that, am I correct? For the international team? Yeah. Is that, your, is that the team name, the JBA All-Stars? Uh, that's what I, that's what I've seen on some of the billboards and stuff. Please overseas and like yeah, it, it was different names, but it was it was really the uh, it was JBA uh, USA. Okay, that's, that's what I thought too. Like I I seen multiple names. I was like, which one is it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was just USA. Okay, how how did you find about that that whole process? Uh, it was uh, it came down to Lavar. They top they chose the top fifteen players in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spoke to Lavar like I think after I scored forty eight, I I was just hearing my name talked about I was gonna be on the uh, overseas roster because I think I scored forty eight versus um my second game in the JBA versus uh Lamelo and them. So my name was already like buzzing a little bit around the league and like people yeah. really trying to notice a little bit. That's so I kind of I didn't I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna be talking and say I knew I was gonna make the team. But I had a good feeling I was gonna be. No, on yeah, the team. it's totally like if you have. Obviously, you don't know because you don't know what the other people are thinking, but it's yeah. I like this is what I tell people. It's totally fine to be confident. There's a difference between yeah, confident exactly. and arrogant, right? Yeah, arrogant. Exactly. It's different. That's what I tell people. It's a big difference. Yeah. Arrogant, like the two words that come to arrogant to me is rude and cocky. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're confident, for example, I'm going to one of my favorite players is Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And so many people think that he's arrogant and has like a bad attitude or is always mean during the games. I'm like, do you want, I'm like, he's between like, it's it's like war zone when you're between the lines, yeah. nothing else matters. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I do see where they come from because they think he was mean, but I'm well, probably come from a basketball player. I just know he's not mean. That's just, he's serious. He focused on the court. It's not, he's not really mean, but. Yeah, it might seem like that because he like pushes people or something, but that yeah. that's his mentality. If you get in his face, warning something's gonna happen. <laughs> Back <Yeah>. away. <laughs> Don't continue to brawl with him. Exactly. But yeah, like that 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 is really I'm I I'm blown away that you've gone to so many countries. <laughs> yeah, it was it kind of blew my mind. Sometimes I just sit like after the game or something, or we'd be in a certain country, I just sit in bed and just think like, this is like crazy. I know. Oh my God. Cause I've only, I've been to Cancun. Where else have I been? <laughs> I've been to Hawaii. I've been to Georgia. Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> I've hopefully this year I'm going to New York. So stay tuned for that. Everybody I'll be talking about that in the later year, but but yeah, I'm I'm very jealous of you, and I'm sure everyone hearing this is gonna be like in awe that you're only 19 and you've experienced more than like a 30 or 40 year old already. Yeah, <laughs> it's dope though. I know, which I bet you you loved every second of it. So uh, I don't know. I you don't know, know about that? You, why <laughs> did some things not go I, right? It's not that it didn't go right. It's just, uh, I'm not gonna say it went wrong. It's just. 
we we were young and we we're like all I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's different. It's, it's different when you're coming from America all the way overseas. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a culture shock, correct? Uh yeah, big culture shock. Especially when you go to certain countries like uh, like Russia. I know. Okay, so I'm sure everyone here knows that there is a show that the Ball family has started called Ball in the Family. Um, I I watch it. It's very entertaining. Lavar is a crack up, and there's lots of there's some drama that it's like I want to say it's like a small mix of like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Am I wrong to say that? <laughs> I don't even know what that show is. You don't know. <laughs> you no, don't know what. <laughs> you said The Bachelorette show. Yeah, or The Bachelor. You never heard of those shows? Mm, I don't really watch TV. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Jarrell, you need to get on my level. Okay, you're missing out on a whole bunch of shows. You, uh, you watch Rick and Morty? I watch Rick and Morty. That's Rick and Morty? Oh, my God. I've heard that that's, like, addicting or that it's, like, hilarious. I haven't I've, – I've yeah, watched, like – I watched glimpses of it, but I haven't watched a full episode. It just depends on your maturity level. If you're too mature, you might not like it, but if, it's a perfect show for me. Okay. Wait, so you're saying that if people are too mature, it won't be good for them? Yeah. yeah oh, okay, exactly. so you have to have a little <laughs> immaturity. Got it. Yeah, you gotta. You just got to go with some of the flow. Yeah. Okay. I can go with the flow. I'll. Okay. Tune in next time, guys. I'm going to watch a Rick and Morty, like maybe like five episodes straight. And oh, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna see if I can hang and watch more. And next thing you know, I'm binging it. <laughs> you, you're gonna watch all three seasons. All three seasons? How many episodes are in the season? I don't even know. Oh, you're like, I just watched the. I not just, enough. I just tune in the episode, and as soon as it's on, it's on. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough seasons though. Oh, it's not enough. Oh, okay, but they haven't stopped, right? Uh, right now they're waiting on season four, I think. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not getting over this country, this thirty countries that you've been to. I feel like it I feel like I wanna talk to you like for like three hours because I wanna live through you and I'm pretty sure everyone wants to know more. But yeah. um but yeah, I'm sorry everyone, but we have to fast forward a little bit. Jarrell is a busy man. Like you said, he doesn't watch T V a lot, so he's constantly on his feet. Um but <laughs> But yeah, that's really exciting that so so I'm pretty sure that obviously you're on like social media. Social media is such a big platform now and it's going to grow even more. But I'm pretty sure you've seen so so much talk about LeVar Ball and how like yeah. he's like insane and crazy. Can you just can you just give like since you've met him so many times and been on his and been inside his league and been on his team, can you let people know what kind of man LeVar is? a real genuine caring person he uh he's probably one of the smartest people like i wouldn't have thought but he, he's one of the most smartest businessmen i ever like been around it's like really a blessing to be around him and get knowledge from him mm-hmm. and but i don't know i just think the media cares i don't know why they tear him down but if you think about it that man paid out of his own pocket for all 15 of us to go overseas and like that's amazing for somebody to do that's a first of all that's a lot of money right that's a, that's, he gets a lot of respect for me because i don't think nobody else has, has, has ever did that mm-hmm. 
brought brought all all these kids, any paying us to go overseas, and any giving us the experience and platform to do stuff like this. That's so he, he yeah. It, I could I could talk all day about Lavar. Like it, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, and also I, I'm I'm thinking from like a business perspective of how like smart of what he did to the media is for his brand of saying so many like obviously like saying like I could beat Michael Jordan or I could go one-on-one with LeBron James or just obviously some people think it's ridiculous but like how are you like what do you want someone to tell you that oh I don't think I could beat them like what like you want to go as a loser like yeah exactly and being around him uh, I don't every morning I used to wake up for breakfast around seven o'clock and he's down there every morning he's down there by himself you can eat with him. He like, he, talk, he talk to us. It's like he's a normal person. And it's like the stuff he would say is like it's crazy because he, like the media, it kind of looked like he's just talking, mm-hmm. just to do it on purpose. But like he really feel like he don't. He's not a trying to put on the show. Like some people probably think he tried to put on the show. Like sometimes when he say stuff, mm-hmm. he be trying to you know spark it up. But that's just him. Like that's really him. It's like not no joke. It's not all for the cameras. It's just really him. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was very smart of him, too, because, again, starting a brand from the top, you want to say, like, you need to get noticed. You need to get people to listen. And saying bizarre things, as crazy as it as it is, or yeah, how confident is he is of saying it, it actually worked. People knew more about Big Baller Brand and about the Ball Brothers and everything through him. Yeah, exactly. It, like, opened so many doors, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Out of all three of the brothers, including him, he might be the most famous out of all of them. I know, which is, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's like the big, he's like the head of the snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we were overseas, people was going like, it was crazy. How much love LeVar get is like ridiculous. Yeah. So would you say the fan love is crazier overseas than it is in the States? Most, most definitely. Really? We after one of the games, uh, me, him, Mellow Jello, and uh, I think Hollywood, we all was in the van, and he didn't even realize how much fans they had overseas. One of the games, we uh, we were going with uh, you know, they got the TV show. We were going to eat with mm-hmm. them, and um, we walked to the car, and we can't even get to the car. Cause it's wow! Like thousands of people, thousands of people just crowding us to, before we can get to the car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I believe it knowing because international too, they don't like see them. It's like, it's not like they could see them like on the side of the street or in Chino Hills, you know? Yeah. So I I can, I can totally understand that they're going even crazier, especially seeing that like in the flesh, like, Oh my God, I see you on TV, but you're here. Like, (laughs) hi. Yeah. It it was ridiculous. I never wouldn't. I I witnessed a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) What was your, what's your top three? Um, top three from overseas or like being in the WBA? Um, you, whichever ones, whichever ones go first uh, or. We were, uh, the day, that, that day, as I just said, all the fans were outside. Like every game was like packed to, to the floor. Like mm-hmm. every seat was like, we sold out arenas every game. Wow. And, uh, the game we came out, it was like, everybody was crowding the bus and the van. And like oh you couldn't gosh. even see what the van did. Like people would actually take selfies and sign autographs, and uh, I uh, took a selfie and I had my phone in one on my uh, right hand, and I was holding up the peace sign in the other hand, uh-huh. and the fans the fans had to snatch my phone, but <gasps> the right to the ground. 
It was crazy. Oh my gosh, they're trying to they're trying to collect your your guys's products and phones and belongings. They tried to snatch it and run. Well, I guess it's better that they didn't try to steal you, right? Yeah. Take your whole body. Yeah, that that was crazy. And then another one, um, we was um, where was we at? Oh, it was our first game. I think it was in Denmark, and uh, it's not a it's not a heroic moment, but it was just funny because it was a bunch of kids outside, and uh, they wrote a, they wrote a sign on the, on their phone to mm-hmm. uh, show the Melo, but Melo couldn't see it because he was in the back of the van, and the curtains didn't go that far. Oh. And uh, the kid said some stuff I can't say on on tape. Yeah. Uh, podcast, but it was just funny because I don't think the kid know what he was saying. <laughs> he was probably like just he heard it from somewhere or somewhere else and was like, "I'm gonna say that." <laughs> yeah, it, it was just funny because I, I really don't know what he was thinking. I don't think he knew what he was saying. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Do you have one more? <laughs> and then uh, let me see one more. Uh, it's not a it's not a bright moment, but when Melo slapped the guy. From oh the my gosh! Did okay. Let me talk to you about this because I saw this on Instagram and I was like laughing so hard when Melo slapped that the overseas yeah. player. It looked like the guy's head like jiggled like. No, no, the like, smack was loud, like in the arena. Yeah. I, I heard it through, like, the, from, like, just the Instagram, like, sound. And I was like, did it, did it really, was it really that loud? I'm like, he got a good, like, hand on his face. Yeah, he did. He, he like, did. he connected really well for someone that does basketball for a living. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened, but there's a lot of funny stuff and real stuff that mm-hmm. happened that day. It was, just some, it, it was it's bad. It's a bad situation, but it was amazing to see how yeah. like Lamar reacted. It kind of gave me more respect for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So they could be famous and be like, "Oh, you shouldn't have did that, Melo. Bad job." But he actually like treated him as you know as a normal kid instead of them being like, "Oh, he's famous. He could do that." That's yeah, him. Oh, he's well. his son. Yeah, he he doesn't. Yeah, I, yeah. He, from... he disciplined him as his son. Right. Yeah. Which I I've noticed that fathers who coach their sons or even fathers who coach their daughters um they they make them more accountable and they destroy them i want i want to i don't want to say destroy but they they like they push them down for to know that you're like i believe that you're able to get back up from this of how hard i'm pushing you exactly yeah so yeah once that once that slap (laughs) once i saw that slap i was like Oh my god! And it was crazy. Like obviously, you know, being and seeing all over the media, is how crazy is it to like have someone on your team that if they like blow their nose on a bench, it goes yeah. viral instantly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because uh, people like when certain stuff happens, like with with Lonzo or Jello. I like, don't get me wrong. Like I like Melo and Jello. I know them personally. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I've been around Lonzo when we took the photo shoot before the overseas, but I don't know. Lonzo personally mm-hmm. but it's like it's like when something would happen to them everybody would DM me or, or text message me or call me like hey bro you seen what happened to Melo you seen what happened like don't get me wrong he's my teammate now but I'm not in business like that and yeah when he slapped him when he slapped him I actually got like my phone was blowing up like like I stopped to do 
Really? Oh like, my god! What happened after the game? What did Lavar say? Why did Melo slap him? Why did he do that? I don't know. I was just there. Oh my god! They act like you're his twin, or like you're connected from yeah. hip to hip with him. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, like I know what he was thinking before he slapped him. Oh my, like, hey, hey, Jarrell, I'm going to go slap this dude right now. I know your phone's yeah. about to blow up, so let me just tell you what to say to them and how it's going to go down. Like, <laughs> yeah, people, people liked it. They sent, they were sending me a, so I guess it was on ESPN. They were sending me like the ESPN clip of it, and they're like, drug you on TV. Oh my God. on Shade Room, I think. on Wow. Oh my, yeah, you guys were everywhere. <laughs> But, but that's that's yeah I can I can totally see because it's obviously people who are messaging you are don't have Mellow and Jello's contact information yeah. so it's like you're the second hand I guess which I'm pretty sure yeah. not only you but everyone on the else on the team probably gets that too. Oh uh, yeah, no. Well, it just depends because everybody uses like on my Snapchat and on my I got a personal Instagram. Okay. See, I do the mellow a lot. You know, overseas, me and him used to play Fortnite all the time, all day. You know, so it's like I know I, I am. I'm not. I'm not close to mellow. Uh huh. But like people, I am close. Like I can call him right now. You know, we could talk. But uh, I'm not close. Like I know when he's gonna go to the bathroom. Close. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Which his is brother or something. But yeah, people people wouldn't want to know the inside scoop. And like uh, everybody wants to call me and be like, "Hey, bro, can I talk to mellow?" And, and really? I had to say no. Yeah, I just didn't want to. Wow. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of those guys. Like, those are my brothers now, but, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like them. But wow, people I, I really like, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, they want me to, to like, put them on the phone and do yeah, this and that. They like, wanna... I just didn't want to look like a fan, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, understandable. Like, that's what I tell people because, so I work with the LA Sparks, and and obviously people know it's a, the WNBA. And so... Yeah. I've I've met Russell Westbrook, I've met Floyd Mayweather, I've met a lot of like VIP people and everyone like as soon as I mention the name everyone like blasts me with questions. They want to yeah. know like what did you do? What was the first thing you said to him? What was the last thing he did? I'm like, "Oh my gosh." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Don't get me wrong, they're like incredible people. Rightfully so, they have a career of doing amazing things." But like you said, that you don't want to feel like a fan. Obviously, you're a fan of their work, I should say. And you're a fan of yeah. them as a person. But you have to think, and I'm, I've said this to myself before, that you have to think that you that you are, you are belong in their same shoes. Exactly. It's, it's just exactly. a matter of time until you get there. Yeah, everybody don't understand that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what I would say like to people like they they would ask me like why aren't you freaking out? Oh my god, if I saw them, I would totally like be in shell shock. I would I wouldn't know what to say. And I was like I'm like, yeah, I'm like in awe of them like for about a second, but then I like click back in into like what who I am and I'm like I'm supposed to meet these people. I'm supposed to, yeah, be, exactly. here. Supposed to be here. Yeah. And so that's very important to like obviously tell yourself but also believe it also. Yeah. So I thought yeah, that's my mindset. Yeah, totally. So that's that's um that's that's crazy that your phone has been blowing up for every little little thing. <laughs> but I I believe it. I believe you. But um so you're talking about obviously the JBA we spoke of and and the Ball family 
and how close you are with them and what they mean to you. So, and you, t- you spoke a little bit about college of before the JBA, you're thinking about going. Um, is college like in your future, you think, or do you have any, do you think of staying in the JBA? Like how does, how is it all planned for you? Uh, right now I got a lot of options. In the, I had to go over with, uh, I got a, He's not my uncle, but he grew in to be. It's like is he. I treat him like my uncle. Right. Uh, it's a real close coach. And I just he, he's like a mentor to me, so I got to go over a lot of stuff with him. But uh, I was thinking about going back to college, but they just want me to continue to pursue the pro because he basically I'm right here. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple agents that want me to uh, try to join the draft, this upcoming draft, or uh, join the D League. Oh and, yeah. Uh, right now it's kind of looking promising, so. Well, good. They for want you. me to train for the next three months straight. Um, go out for the D League. Okay. So, get two-way contract. Yeah. So you've started like training, like intensively, and working on everything. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. I'm like, it's really good that you have options too. Not everyone has that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you don't want me to to, uh, to switch up now. You want me to just continue to uh, doing this. Okay. So the JBA. Um, I think it's awesome that that you're in it and that you've got so much experience because not even if you're in college like a D1 athlete you don't get that much experience I don't think people realize yeah you get all the media attention but the life experience is really awesome too yeah it is and and yeah um, that's really that's yeah that's really good that you have like that many options so is the JBA um I want to see if you if you know the, um, this information, but as soon as you like, is a JB like a one and done, or is it like uh, if you you can con- you can continue as long as you continue working and stuff? Yeah, you can you can continue. It's just like it's kind of in my. I mean, I don't know who respects it, who don't, but you got to kind of be you got to respect it when you're in the league because they they boot you real quick. Yeah. So. It's like you got it. If you're not on your A game, or you just think you're gonna come here and collect the easy check, you're not. Yeah. So it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of stuff. That, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff that happens. Yeah, obviously they started this show, The Ball in the Family, and I'm pretty sure you know, and people have shouted you out that you've been on it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I see like Lavar and doing his coaching and all that. How does it feel to like have cameras around you? Like, do you tell them like, uh, "Oh, I don't want to be in it," or? Uh, it, it's it's when you do it, it's like uh, first off, when when the show first came, Lamar like told everybody like, between these next couple months, you're gonna have cameras in your face. So one, you got first off, you gotta watch what you say. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, people might feel a certain way, like, oh, LeVar this, LeVar that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, you're on the team. And those cameras, they catch everything. Like, everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they catch I mean, It's like, when the camera, it, it just depends on how long. Because when I first, when the first camera first got there, I kind of was like, you know, when the camera came around, I just stopped talking. Because <laughs> I, knew, I knew something could possibly end up on the show. I just stopped talking because I didn't want to, you know, um, I just, that's so smart. I didn't feel too comfortable. <laughs> I, comfortable so I just stopped talking. And then um, as longer you go on, the, uh, you just get more comfortable with the cameras. Yeah. 
So it wasn't really bad that the camera, like, it wasn't like, oh, I don't even know what to do. Like, you need to change you your can, lifestyle or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But you, you just realize, like, everybody else, like, Hollywood or Mellow, like, them dudes, when they're around a the camera, they just act normal. Yeah. And uh, you just take on to it. You just take on to it. Okay. Because not everyone, obviously, lives with cameras. So I'm yeah. pretty sure a lot of people have questions about it. <laughs> it. It is different. It is different. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like you guys are feel like the the JBA um, Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, oh yeah, that was dope too. Like we would go to uh, places like McDonald's overseas, and paparazzi would be overseas, uh, be in McDonald's. Oh really? They're paparazzi over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, yeah, it, was it was something super different. Yeah, I bet like going from like not being noticed, and all of a sudden you're not nah, yeah. You're like bombarded with all these people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was definitely something uh, I'd be able to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have. A, I'm pretty sure. Obviously, we can't go through all the stories you have in your head, but I want to say that you. I'm. I'm pretty sure that you have many, many that some that you probably forgot and like, <laughs> and like it'll come back to you later. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's a lot. Yeah, I bet for three months over there. Yeah, and going from place to place, that could be especially, that could especially especially with those dudes. Yeah, especially I know it's not like you're going with regular people, right? Yeah, it's not like a bro, like just a regular bro trip. It, it was that might it might have been the most amazing thing to happen to me so far. Yeah, which but when you're there, you just don't realize it though. Yeah, that's a thing too. Like I've heard that you kind of need to take a step back and see what has happened, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you just gotta think like everybody don't do this every day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I, I I definitely uh, tour America first before you go overseas and try overseas and do all that. And that's awesome, man. You've been like around the world. Okay, so whenever. If you have an extra ticket or if you need someone to hold your bags, um, sign me up. I'll be available. <laughs> we had, I'll, be, we had, your, we I'll had. be your assistant. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's that's awesome that that your future plans look very bright from what you've said. And the people around you look look promising and look like they all support you. And and I feel like your your career is Bare, like this is insane can you think that your career is like barely starting and you've done this much stuff yeah i was just talking about that to uh one of my uh friends they ref out here mm -hmm. where they are they're kind of older but he's talking about the experience and everything it's, it's just crazy for one to be 19 and going across the water like that i know like was that your first time going international or have you been somewhere international uh, yeah. before? That was my first time. Oh, wow. So you got your passport and everything, huh? Yeah, I got a lot of stamps. A lot. That's, I'm like, I only have one stamp, but it's okay. I'm I'm going to grow it soon. So <laughs> not as fast as you did, but the regular human, yeah, the regular human, which is me and everyone else listening, we're going to, we're going to get there, guys. Don't worry. We'll be, we'll be successful as Jarrell. Don't worry. Look, I believe in us. Go through America first. Yeah. America is the to be. Okay, yeah. Stay stay home first, everyone. You heard it from Jarrell. Do America first and then transfer over to C's. 
I actually got stuck in London. You got stuck? Yeah, I got stuck. I got by myself. What? How did that happen? Because I, I didn't know where my passport was. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I, it was the most it was the most scariest thing. Like, I ain't never been so scared in my life. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Oh, my gosh. And nobody, when I was trying to, like, look for help, nobody was answering the phone. <gasps> Everyone was silent was on bad. you? It was bad. It was bad. Oh, my God. So- I, I, didn't, I didn't get nobody to answer until, like, late. Like, it was bad. Oh, my gosh. This was in London? Yeah, I was stuck. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. And then Wait. they told me about the how American do you... infantry. Sorry to cut you off, but how do you get stuck in, like, weren't the team, wasn't the team around you or a coach or anything? Uh, They got, because, look, when we first got there, you had, you know, you got to scan your, um, what do you call that thing? Your boarding pass? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, your boarding pass? You you need your passport to get it, and I I thought we was going to Turkey, so I'm thinking like, all right, I just need my passport to. Uh, I just, I mean I just, I didn't think I needed my passport to go on a plane like yeah to a different uh-huh. state, basically. You didn't know the and, criteria because uh, you never done that yeah, before. <laughs> yeah, so when I went, they was just like, uh, you need where's your passport? And I was like, oh, I left it in the um. Oh my god. I left it in my bag, and my bag was already, like, I think I ha- left it with one of the uh, bag managers. Uh-huh. And then, like, I-, I didn't even know where my passport was. Like, I mean, I knew <laughs> I had it, but I just didn't know where it was, like, yeah. physically, so I can just go grab it real quick. Yeah. So, I, um, I couldn't find it, and then everybody was going on the plane, but they gave me my boarding pass to use. And then, um, when I got on the plane, they was like, uh, where's your passport? And I was like, it's in my bag. But then when they gave me my bag, I couldn't find my passport. So oh then I started calling gosh. everybody. I was calling around, and uh, nobody was answering. So then I kind of got worried, like, oh, snap, I'm about to be stuck. Oh and my I, could not, I still couldn't find it. So then I ended up, um, Alan ended up buying me a hotel for the, night, for the next couple of days or whatever until I could uh, do something. Yeah. And uh, when, you, when you get stuck, you're supposed to call the American Embassy or whatever. Uh-huh. And, um, the American Embassy was closed for, I oh guess. Oh, my God. For like, yeah, the holidays, for the holidays. Oh, my gosh. So, they were close for the holidays, so it's kind of like, oh, now what I do now? Oh, my gosh. And, so uh, your plan A, by having your, you couldn't find your passport, plan A. Plan B, no one's picking up the phone. Plan C, the embassy is closed. <laughs> yeah, that, it was bad. So they said the next time, no, they said um, the next time you can go to the embassy is in like a week. Wow. Or no, in like a week or two. And in a week or two, we uh, ended up going back to America. So I'm like, oh, no, I got to I gotta go back to America soon. And they just, I don't know, like the people there, they didn't really, they, they, they could talk English, but they wasn't really understanding what I was saying. Right, right. And then I, it really scared me because I, I asked to, um, to help people, the uh-huh. uh, call information center. She said, uh, you could sleep outside. And I was like, whoa. Sleep outside? It was... It was it was like snowing. I think it was snowing the last day I was there. Oh my gosh! So it was real. Like I was oh, like, oh, they're nah. about to put you on the street. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no. Nah. They said when you're in the airport over there, they they um, they what's called it? They um, they get a count of who's in the airport. So oh. random people like to sleep in the airport over there. So they get a count of who who's here and what's your name and all that. They need your passport. They need your ID. 
Oh, wow. And then when I got to the hotel, I ended up, I was in the hotel and I, I was just thinking. And then uh, I grabbed my bag and just emptied out everything. And it was in one of my jacket pockets. And I was like, I was so happy I found it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't know about that. Of uh, Obviously, because I haven't gone international, but that's crazy that they don't, it's like it's not like LA or, for example, airports where you can just stay there for like days. Yeah. And exactly. no one will ask any questions. And then uh, even if you like, if you don't bring your ID or you lose your ID or something to get on a flight, you can show them, show somebody, like if you go from a flight from Las Vegas, California, you can show them, uh, uh, if you don't have your ID, you can show them a birth certificate. You can show them your yeah. credit card and some billing information that, you know, it proves that this is you. Uh-huh. Oh, you got your boarding pass? Over there, it's like, you need your passport. And I couldn't find it. And I was like, uh, panicking. Oh my gosh. I would have, oh my, I don't even know what I would do. I'd probably like, I'm an emotional person. Everyone, everyone knows. And I probably would have like broke down. <laughs> no, see, I, I, I started to do that. Really? People got scared. People got scared. They thought I was tripping. They thought they didn't want me to call the police. Oh my And then that's when I really, in my mind, I was really nervous. I'm like, oh no. Wow. That, that's intense. I would, if I were, I'm like, I would tattoo like your, your passport, like information on like. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I swear, like, I, I kind of lose a lot of stuff. And when that happened, I really kept everything on a swivel. Like I have my passport. I, I keep my ID. I keep everything. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't care if I'm going around the block now. I have it with me in yeah, case there's any it. questions. That, that was bad though. Wow. Well, happy. Of course, you're back and everything's fine and turned out great. So, <laughs> but yeah, that sounds really intense. <laughs> okay. So I'm pretty sh- I have a good feel of you and I'm pretty sure everyone listening has a good feel for Jarrell. i um, speaking for everyone. Um, so let's talk some NBA talk. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> My bad. I just walked over home with my brothers. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Jarrell's brothers. Um, <laughs> so, how you doing, both? <laughs> so, so you said you don't watch a lot of TV, right? Nope. Yeah. So are you like on Hulu or Netflix? Uh, Yeah, no. That's When I do watch TV, that's what I watch. And I only watch uh, Rick and Morty. Or I watch uh, it's a show called Animal ER because uh, – before I wanted to go to college to be a, a veterinarian. Oh my god! Okay, go ahead, continue. And what happened? No, that's the only two shows I watch. Oh, but I joined the. I played basketball for it. Oh, okay, so was it younger, like before? Because I know you said like fifth grade, you started taking it seriously. Yeah. Was it like before then, like when people would ask you when you were little, like, "What do you want to do?" Type of thing. Oh, yeah. oh I, I never, I never said I wanted to be a veterinarian, but that was always. Oh, that's part of the show. Huh? Wait. Wait, wait, repeat what you said about veterinarian. No, I said I wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, okay. Okay, I heard correctly. I heard correctly then. <laughs> um, yeah, I. that's so funny that you said that because I wanted to be a veterinarian growing up because um, I love animals. And, yeah, and, I do too. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I love animals. I could like... I love every animal. Snakes, I'm like a little ant about, but I've touched one. I've held one. So don't get me wrong. They're great. But for other people. But no, I love animals and I love like 
helping them because I would like it hurts me even though it's not me being hurt I feel like I'm being hurt by seeing like an animal that's like in jeopardy of like dying or something I feel like I need to do something <laughs> but See, that's how I feel about the, the big animals though not not the dogs the cats and dogs I'm okay about, so like, you want to do like wildlife yeah oh okay yeah okay so you want to be like in the jungle in the forest area yeah, yeah like Tarzan yeah like, tar- like Tarzan yeah like Tarzan <laughs> Perfect. I love Tarzan. So <laughs> that's great. A lot of people can relate. I'm pretty sure a lot of people growing up, they wanted to be Tarzan. That was like their superhero probably. <laughs> but no. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what, yeah I, I wanted to be a veterinarian. And um, unlike you, I, I didn't really branch out to the wildlife area zone. But, but like, yeah, I love dogs. I love like, obviously like this the household animals per se but as soon yeah. as as soon as i saw like the blood and like being like oh you might have to put a dog down or you might have to break like amputate their leg that kind of like made the cutoff for me i was like i stepped away i was like okay i need to reevaluate this <laughs> so you know I, I like it but then i don't know how to do that either yeah same i i i really want like Honestly, like until I was, I want to say how old was I when I really wanted to like continue it. I think about, I don't know, maybe like in my teens, that's when I like switched up, maybe like 17. I was like, okay, I'm like, I need a, something needs to like change because I don't think I can do that. (laughs) Like I'm all about like the medicine and everything, but if I have to put a dog down, that kind of like, that was like the big no for me. Yeah, that's not a, I don't, I don't know. I gotta put like a mind down. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. So okay. So so we talked about that. So let's talk some. Okay. So you said you watch not that much. So do you do you watch the um, any NBA games? Uh, I watch just when the Rockets play. I'm not. I don't like watching everybody else. Okay. I just like when the Rockets play. So do you like how the Rockets are playing right now? I love it. I love it. Yeah, even though Chris Paul isn't back yet. See, James, the way James Harden is playing is like ridiculous. Right Dude, now. he's like he. I'm. I won't. I wouldn't be shocked if he got a second MVP. Is that bad to say? I hope, I hope he gets it because I, I just feel a little disrespected for him. Because my friend, I asked him who the top five shooting guard, and he had the nerve to tell me. Uh, who can I say? Who say? He said somebody like Julius Gardner or something. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he said Michael Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne, first Dwayne Wade. He said Julius Gardner or something. Like, come on, man. Oh, he didn't even put his name in there. <laughs> he didn't put James Harden in top five, but he put Julius. He didn't even, he didn't even know what Julius Gardner played like. He doesn't even know who he plays like. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That was kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I love the NBA. I love basketball in general, um, men or women's or whatever level it is. I'm like, I guess I consider myself a basketball junkie. So, like, my head might as well be a ball, a basketball. So, <laughs> I'm all about it. Um, I try to stay up to date. Obviously, I have a, a a regular paid job. So, I I'm, like, the one to, like, record. And if I have time, like, I'll – like, I'm the one that will – 
like two weeks later, if I have time, I'll go back to like the last week's game and watch it. See, I, I do that with my own game. Yeah. If if I if trust me, if if my games when if I was playing and it was on TV, I would do the same thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just I think when I would I, I watched myself a couple of times and it's funny that I would see things from a different perspective. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I find something I don't know. I can watch my high school film when I wasn't even that good. I just feel like watched it. Oh my gosh, me too. Oh my god, I've watched my high school. I'm serious. This is like hilarious that we're talking about this. I still sometimes so there's like this there's this app called Hulu or I think it's called Hulu also. It's like it's an orange or I think it's called Hulu. I could double check, but um anyway, there's there's film of my high school team and I um playing and you can see like film of me like dribbling the ball and like sometimes I'm like, Oh my god, is that what I look like running down the court? I'm like yeah, I don't... That, that, that that's what I think. That's what I think of when I when I watch myself. Really? Yeah, I like to see what I look like too. Yeah, I know if if you look goofy, I know. I I like think of the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, like that's not what I was thinking when I was playing. I'm like, I feel all fat. Like I I feel all fast, and I feel like I'm like a giant when I'm on the floor, but I'm literally the smallest person. I like to go back and look at that. Yeah, it's fun too. It like. I don't know. I just I like watching film too. That's really cool, but um, but yeah. So I like watching all the NBA. Um, I gotta say, I love I love LeBron James. Um, I I think I love Russell Westbrook a little more. Um, I think just because I don't know, I like his personality more, and I think also because I've met him, so I know what he's like. Yeah. And so he has a little edge on there, but. LeBron James, LeBron James is great too. I was never like overly crazy about Kobe, maybe because I didn't watch him like in the two thousands because that's when I was like doing my basketball, you know. So I didn't really have time. But who? I, I just I just like the stories I heard about Kobe. Like, yeah, I, I like where he he do some crazy stuff. Like I wouldn't even try in the game. Yeah, totally. I I totally agree with you. Like you can see it all on YouTube, and you can yeah. So I wanted to ask you, do you have a goat? A goat? Yes. A G O A T, right? Like a goat. Yep, greatest of all time. Who is yours? I got a couple. couple. Okay, go ahead and name them. Uh, me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Var Ball, and uh, right now, probably James Harden. Right now, James Harden. James Harden. Well, once, you get, once you get a ring, then then it is it's really ridiculous. It's gonna be ridiculous. So, do you think what determines, like, what's your definition of the goat? You just, you just, you you that, you just that, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, because some people. I mean, I mean, realistically, LeBron James and and Michael Jordan are, are the real goats, but my goats are. Uh, Jim Harden and LeBron. Basketball terms, realistically, yeah, is LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have like mentioned like 
like winning, like that makes you the GOAT, the more you win. But other people have mentioned that making an impact is the GOAT, whether it be on the court or off the court. Like everyone's going to have their opinion. I know I'm pretty sure this debate will never leave like anyone. It's always going to be brought up. Like say, say LeBron James wins the championship in LA. I'm pretty sure right after he wins the next day is going to be like, okay, is he really the GOAT? <laughs> like, I don't think it'll... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't think, like, it'll ever leave, which I don't think it should. I think it's great, like, comedy sometimes. But, but yeah, I, be- I believe, like, everyone has their own definition of being the GOAT, which is, which is great because it's more talk about it, I guess. <laughs> So, well, yeah, really, yeah. So, okay, so you've said that you have James Harden as your MVP this year. Yeah. And you're you're going all you're going all the way with him, huh? Yeah. You have anyone coming up that might be coming up behind from him? In the in the NBA? Yeah. No, no, no. No. no not even close. No, you don't think Curry's gonna maybe no. snatch it? Not enough. Yeah, cause he, cause yeah, cause Curry was out for a while because he was injured. Yeah, not enough though. Yeah. There's hard. Uh, he's averaging forty points. Yeah. That's a lot of points. And they need for sixty points. And plus, they're. Points. Yeah, and when he's averaging it, like the last two games, I think the last game he averaged, I think it was like fifty. He got yeah, exactly. And That's ridiculous though. I know. At the highest level, like if you think that you can do this in your backyard, I think you need medication. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to score fifty points in, in high school versus high school teams. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's super hard, but to be on in the NBA doing that, like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, even playing overseas in in different divisions versus good teams, it's hard to score fifty points. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Which yeah, I be- I believe it. Of course you've played like almost like I want to say at a high level also because playing overseas it, I, I yeah. doubt that it's any easier than Yeah, it's not. Yeah. For, I'm not going to say nothing hard or nothing easy, but especially for like cuz I'm only not, I'm only a teenager still, you know, I'm playing against people that like Yeah, they do this really- for a living. Yeah, they finna like they gotta go home and feed their kids. Yeah. So like everybody's going hard and like they got grown man strength. Like I don't even have facial hair, you know. Like <laughs> I haven't tapped into puberty basically. Basically. Oh my god! Don't worry, you're not the only one on the team. I don't think Mello has any, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he got a bigger mustache than me. Oh really? He has that peach. Yeah. He has that peach fuzz going on. Yeah. No, Jello. Like, yeah. It, it's hard. Yeah. Jello's another story. He's like he he's like going yeah, into caveman him. style, like of how much yeah. hair he has. <laughs> he has to get a haircut. He has to get. Awesome. Yeah, I think I saw on Ball and the Family that obviously because they show everything, um, that Mello, I believe, when he had longer hair, I don't think the JBA USA started, but of how like Jello, I guess, was good with the Clippers. Like he See, knew, yeah, like he knew how to cut hair. Overseas, the plug the plug didn't work. 
for the Clippers. The Clippers were too strong, so we couldn't cut our hair. Really? Yeah. So how did you guys get your hair cut? Um, uh, we came across, we was in, uh, I want to say Germany. We was in Germany, and uh, this barber came across us and said he cut hair. Oh, so you just went, you just chanced it and went to him? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was it was getting ugly. It <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> yeah, cause it's not like it's not like girls that you can just continue growing your hair and it'll just be long. <laughs> yeah, and then but you gotta worry about the hairline. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You got to get that hairline shaped up, and yeah, I can see that you guys would have more problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> more stories. <laughs> um. Okay, so so you said that your goats. You mentioned your goats, Lavar Ball, which is awesome. He, I, I totally agree with you. Um, your MVP, Houston, James Harden. Um, so, do you see Houston in the finals? Uh, nope. You don't see them in the finals. No. Okay. What do you think they need? Like a third piece to them, or? Yeah, we need. We shouldn't have left Trevor Ariza alone. Yeah. We need, we, unless Dan Harden is just go tremendously. Like I know, he can't. I don't know. Unless he <laughs> do what he did versus the Warriors like a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. Every single game, then we got a chance. But other than that, it's gonna be hard to actually, you know. Yeah, I tough. I totally agree. Obviously, he's like a one man. I don't want to say he's a one-man ship because everyone does. It takes a village to win a game, but he produces a lot of that during a game. And and yeah, I agree with you that if he does that for every, like for if if there is a if if Houston and Warriors are in a series in like the Western Conference Finals or in the semifinals, I am I'm sure that it'll definitely take a toll on him. And, yeah, it will. And, and if, yeah. If he do win, it's hard to catch up. But if he do win, the next series he's going to be super gassed. Yeah, because fatigue will immediately kick in. And not a lot of... Yeah, uh, I can see them. Can you, can you describe... Because have, have you ever been in like in fatigue before? Um, no, not... I mean, I have, but not... Like, Wow, I can't even play this game. Yeah. Well, I don't want to play today. Can you, like, describe it to people who, I guess, they want to know, like, what it what it means to be fatigued and how it affects your game if you are? Um, Fatigue can affect you a lot, you know? Fatigue can affect you by, uh, it can affect you mentally with your shooting. It can affect you with your running up and down the court. Mm-hmm. But I... I I don't like me. My when I'm fatigued, the only thing that really affects me bad is me, my free throws and my form. I kind of oh, get wow. sloppy, and that's why I miss mine because I'm real fatigued. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that free throws would be worse. Which I I guess it kind of makes sense because when you're running down the court, you get a flow right of the game. Yeah. And so it's easier rather than standing still. And making sure that your foot, like your movements, are properly working for a free throw. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so 
Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you that Houston before February, I think they need to pick up someone in free agency. Yeah. Um I I I wouldn't be mad if they got like a big wing defender. Um, yeah, because even though Trevor Ariza wasn't the whole team, he produced a lot on the court. Whether it be yeah, def- whether a, yeah, Not yeah, going, you realize. yeah, and um, Luke Bamute also he was a really good defender. Um, yeah, he's now with the Clippers, which is funny because he left there to go to Houston. Now he's back. <laughs> he's like, I missed you guys. Um, but but yeah, I, I agree that they need a wing defender. And Trevor Ariza, for being one man on a team, he he was a communicator. He was a defender. Obviously, he was a. Lo- I should say he's a lockdown defender. He he could yeah. also get buckets. He was a great stand and still shooter, which of course they really needed because James Harden kicks when he drives to the hole and makes people get open on baskets. Yeah, and. Yeah, he would just be and not even even if he didn't get the steal, he would make deflections and like get like so called what is it a hockey assist when hockey you don't assist. yeah when you don't get the assist but it's the other man that made it. So yeah, yeah I totally agree that Trevor Reza was huge, and yeah, there's been rumors that they might collect him back, but I don't I don't know if. I would I would be shocked if he kind of went back because they didn't give him that contract when the the opportunity was there. So it's yeah. like you didn't want me in the first place, but I now you see, be, yeah. yeah, now you see what you are without me, you know. Yeah. I have so a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's exciting. I feel like in the NBA, there's always a, a headline somewhere. <laughs> there's never there's never a dull story, which is hilarious. But um, but yeah, in the fight, do you have so what? What are your teams in the finals? Uh, Warriors versus I want to say the Warriors versus um the Raptors. The Raptors. Not, no, not the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. Yeah, you have confidence in the Raptors this year. Yeah, yeah. I that's what a lot of people have said, and a lot of people have said that that they're too they're too um, I want I don't want to say salty, but they're like they have this mentality, like this playoff, like they have so many playoff experiences of them being swept so many times that they think that's the only option. But I'm like, it's a new it's, year. It's, you need a new. Fly, though, so. Yeah, and. Yeah, I believe, yeah, I totally agree with you, too, that they have a lot to prove. And I think with Kawhi Leonard, they want to, they they see who they have. And, yeah, it's going to, yeah, I, I think they have a really good shot. Boston, Boston is very deep. Um, I think they have a lot of really good players, which may be, like, maybe tough because not all of them are role players. Like, yeah, they have a lot of stars on their they, team. They might have the second. They have the second best option. Yeah, I know Philly. I like Philly. I like Joel Embiid a lot, but oh yeah, I forgot this. Yeah, they need they need shooters, man. They need they need shooters. 
Their only one is JJ Redick and shoot, I guess Joel Embiid too. He can make the threes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about them. They are pretty solid. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously, the years before LeBron James tackled the East, it was his playground. So, <laughs> so it'll be exciting to see like who comes out of it. I think I'm more interested on. I think for the first like time in a couple of years, like the East and West, it's like both exciting, huh? Yeah, it is. I, that's honestly when I really, really watch basketball. Yeah, yeah. I never like. I I don't really enjoy blowouts that much. Yeah, so. I like I like the, the like for instance the game versus the uh, the game versus the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors versus Rockets. That was a good game. Yeah, that that went down. That that was a really good game. It was okay. This was all over everywhere. Everyone talked about this, but are you serious? KD running out of bounds. Oh yeah, that was bad. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? What? What are you looking at, man? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Like that was so shocking. I'm like, I'm not a referee, and I'm pretty sure I could have done what what you just missed clearly. Yeah, that, that was horrible. They they. I thought they was gonna uh, look back at it on the monitor and turn it over. Yeah, because I thought, because I'm pretty sure that was overtime, and they could look back at and revert. They could. So the referees, the NBA referees, there's a rule that um, after the before, um, or I should say after the two minute mark, when it's two minutes left in the game, they're allowed to review any call that they wish to make sure it's correctly and. It was overtime, and I'm pretty sure that you can, like, go back to the monitor because it's past the regular game of the two-minute mark. And I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. And I think it made it made the story or the game even better when Harden, like, made a clutch clutch three. Game time. That was – oh, my God. I would, Like, I'm not – a huge Houston fan, but I felt like I was like, "Holy crap! Did that just happen?" <laughs> that was that was very yeah. That was a great game. That was like one that will be remembered like for this regular season, I believe, especially against the Warriors and yeah, everything that happened during that game. So, so I I want to end it off with um, obviously you talked about of like your future plans of what you want to do and where you see yourself going. But can you just talk about like maybe the future goals that you want to reach? Obviously I'm predicting that you want to make it to the NBA and I'm, I believe that you will, but do you have any other like goals, whether it be personal, personal goals or like professional career wise goals? Uh, personal goals is, uh, whatever I do in life, between mm-hmm. the next seven years, I want to set my family up for That's a long awesome. time, you know? Yeah. Uh, financially, I want to set my family up and my nephews. And when they grow up, they could have the feeling of being, you know, kind of wealthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got myself a little short-term goal that I want to, uh, between this year, I want to be in, at least be in the G League. If I'm not in the G League, I want to have a two-way contract in the NBA or or just a contract in the NBA. Yeah. And just be successful. That's really my, my goal, just to be successful. Mm-hmm. And be able to, you know, 
I don't really have to live life thinking like, oh, I need money or oh, I need this. Mm-hmm. I want to live life where I can be comfortable, you know? I ain't really got to wake up and worry about too much. That's awesome. And I, I hear that. You hear that a lot with, um, it, for example, like with the NBA draft and like all the rookies that are getting interviewed, they mention their families a lot. And I think they've they've seen so much that their parents have done for them and have like sacrificed. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think that's really cool that you realize that that what the struggles they've done for you and for your family, and and yeah, because when when it, when it comes to basketball, if mm-hmm. I ask my mom, be like, uh, "Mom, I need a dollar to do this for basketball," she gives it to me. If I need ten thousand dollars, she'll do it. This and that. Yeah, like she'll find a way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I definitely think the same way as you. I have that same mindset that I'm privileged that my parents have sacrificed and invested in my future and invested in my life that will make me successful. And yeah, and I just think that people should obviously support support their supporters, give back to yeah, the people exactly. who have done so much for you and obviously keep them in your your circle. Because that circle, you want it to stay tight. People may think that you want it to branch out, but the tighter it is, the better. The better, yeah. So that's awesome that you want to do that for your family. You sound like a really great guy. And I want to say that it was a pleasure talking basketball on your journey with you. Pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Yeah. Hoop waves, everyone. Jarrell is the first... I want to say you're the first official guest. Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. <laughs> I've, 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 okay, let me say this. There's been other people that have been like guests on my show, but <clears throat> you're officially like the first basketball player. So you uh, have, so- you'll have that, you'll have that award. You'll have that title for the rest of this show. So just know that, that you're on a pedestal. So everyone has to match your expectations. Some history. You're in the history books for my show. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> but but no, you sound like a great guy. Um, I wish nothing but the best for you. I'll, I'll hopefully link up in the future, be able to chance to meet you face to face. And and yeah, I hope nothing but the best for you. Um, I'll stay on your journey on Instagram so to see what you're up to and maybe all the fans here and your fans too they'll they'll want to know what Jarrell Springer is up to. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um so yeah, lastly, where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Uh I only have Instagram. Um ISO Rail or ISO underscore rail. I S O underscore R E L L. Awesome. But again, it was a pleasure meeting you, Jarrell, and to send it off. And I know, <laughs> so everyone I asked Jarrell before the show of what his zodiac sign was, and it's okay that you didn't know. Not a lot of people know their zodiac signs or their um, horoscopes, but I thought it was funny. He was like, um, I was going to say Capricorn. Yeah, yeah, you are a Capricorn. I, I found that out for you. And your birthday, yeah, that- oh my God, you even talk about your birthday. Your birthday is around the corner. <laughs> Facts, 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 like two days. Oh, my gosh. January 19th is his birthday, everybody. Send him comments, shout-outs. You know what to do. Um, January 19th, oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? You're 19 and your 
birthday's on the 19th. Yeah. Oh my God. You're, you're going to get, you're starting your twenties. That is insane. You have to like, I'm sure knowing you, I'm sure you'll turn up and stuff. So I don't have to worry about that. But, (laughs) but, um, I wish you nothing but the best and, and yeah, I'll talk to you later. And again, he's, oh yeah. So he's a Capricorn. Everyone. I do this horoscope after every show. I like to know my guest Zodiac sign because I think it's fun to like just play with it to maybe see what's coming in the future, you know, or the coming days. And so, so yeah, Jarrell is a Capricorn. Wait, like I, so you're going you gonna to know what's coming up in a couple of days? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a magician. I'm magician. like a, yeah. David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, so yeah, Jarrell's a Capricorn, um, like, Hey, wait, 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 so you can tell me if I'm going to have fun in three days? Because I'm going to be up in Cali. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if you're going to have a great time. All right. Okay, okay ready? If the money is on the way. Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> listen up, listen up, everybody. So Jarrell's a Capricorn, right? So another man that's a Capricorn, like you, is Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. And... Javel McGee, birthday, same day. Yep, Sharif O'Neal is a Capricorn also. There's a lot of lists down the road. Um, so anyway, so this week, I hope you're tying your sneakers, everyone, because hard work and responsibility are heading your way. So prepare for that do list that you've been working on and make sure to achieve it. And also side note, there's going to be, if you're in Cali, like a week or soon, you're going to turn up, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have the most fun because yeah, it's coming. So there you go. There you go, Jarrell. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. It was a pleasure talking to you again. Um, everyone, Jarrell Springer, everybody, round of applause for you. You did great on the podcast. Thank you. So happy it was you. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good one, okay? All right. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope you all liked the show. I had so much fun with Jarrell, and I hope you guys loved what he said about the traveling he did and everything. And like, I still have so much more to talk about with him, but I hope you guys enjoyed the show and yeah, just tune in next time. You never know who's going to come on <laughs> again. My voice is horrible, but I wanted to talk to you guys cause I missed you, but, um, I will get better. Don't worry. And yeah, you're listening to hoop waves. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.